Hey guys, Akil Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. If you guys are brand new, I am an investor, a Forex trader, a trading coach, and one of the co-founders over at tier1trading.com. And this is a podcast that I put out three times a week, each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on your favorite podcasting app, as well as YouTube. Before we get into today's episode, if you want to learn more about trading, make sure you head over to www.tier1trading.com backslash free and check out the Ascension webinar. It is perfect for newer traders trying to get their mindset right about what it takes to be a consistently profitable trader. And mindset is what we're gonna talk about today. I just listened to a TED Talk um, by someone that I'm a big fan of, Bomani Jones. If you guys are fans of ESPN, maybe you love him, maybe you hate him, um, but you definitely know who he is. And he had a TED Talk called The Freedom of Structure. I'll put a link below. And I thought it was an interesting talk um, because it really, I can see myself in his talk for maybe different reasons and we'll get into that in a little bit but i also see a lot of the traders that we work with and really a lot of the differences that goes into into becoming really uh, uh continuing to be a struggling trader and ultimately becoming a successful trader and essentially kind of the 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 idea of the talk was really hitting home the fact that If you do what you're supposed to do, you can get away with what you want to do. So basically, like if if you handle your responsibilities, then privileges come after, right? It's no different from like, hey, you know, we tell our kid all all the time, right? He has the the little tablet, he likes to play his games on. We're like, hey, you can play the tablet, which is what he wants to do. But first, you got to do X, Y, and Z. You got to clean up your breakfast plate. You got to brush your teeth, right? You do all the stuff that you have to do. You may not want to do it, but in order to gain those privileges, you have to do it. And if anyone out there is a, a true entrepreneur, you know exactly what I mean. And traders are going to know the, the same thing. A lot of the times when we talk about entrepreneurship and freedom of time and all this fun stuff, people don't see a, a realistic view of that. They see kind of like, hey, Akil is this person. He talks about freedom of time. He just wakes up and, and does anything he wants for the entire day. He just lives on no one else's time but his own. And like, no, that's not necessarily the case. I just had a conversation in one of our private Q&A sessions this morning about how I worked basically all day Sunday. And they're like, well, why? And I'm like, well, I I took my freedom of time on Saturday, right? I enjoyed my privileges of being able to create my own schedule and not needing to answer to anyone. I took that on Saturday and took an entire day off, went to a baby shower, played with my kids, all that fun stuff. But I had to make up for that on Sunday. There was a lot of work that I needed to prep for. We had a, a mastermind meeting. There were two videos I had to get out, right? So I had to do that on Sunday, right? And, and again, it's always a balance, right? And, and if you're an entrepreneur and you're a startup, I mean, just think about all of the work that goes into keeping your company alive, keeping your business alive, right? Yes, you can enjoy the freedom and the fruits of your labor, but it comes with labor. But once you do what you're supposed to do, then you can reap the benefits. And, and that's kind of the, the payoff. And Bomani was sharing a little bit of his story and basically, you know, he's a very successful individual. He's he's done a lot of things in life. He's probably most famous for uh, working for ESPN. He's been on the radio. He's been on TV. Uh, he's also been a college professor. He's been a writer. He's been like, uh, I don't know his story completely, but I believe he's one of those guys that graduated high school early, went to college at like 16 and graduated early. Just a very smart individual. 
And he said that throughout his entire life. Um, he was a one-trick pony, right? Success was uh, achieved because he was smart. He just figured, hey, like if I'm just smart enough, um, I'll figure things out. So in school, elementary school, he just was smart and worked out. Got to college. In college, he was just smart, worked out. Master's degree, he was just smart, worked out. Even initially in writing, he did a little freelance writing. He was just smart and did what he needed to do, and it, it worked out. And I guess the reality check for him came in when he went for his PhD. A PhD is like the highest, uh, I guess the high, one of the highest levels, I guess is the highest degree you can get, right, um, in schooling. And he said when he was going for his PhD, it was the first time where all of a sudden just being smart wasn't enough. And when he was forced with kind of finding a, a different way to succeed, he was he noticed he was a one trick pony. He did not have another way to go about it. It was just like, hey, I'm smart enough to do it. He didn't have a counterpunch at all. And eventually he failed his exams. Uh, I don't think he got that Ph.D., but he said he learned a lot of lessons um, during that time. And, and what that reminded me of was myself. You know, I wasn't super smart like that. I'm not dumb. I'm intelligent, obviously. But kind of my thing was effort, right? I, I gained success in whatever I did through effort, right? Um, whether it be sports, whether it be school when I decided to give effort, whether it be, you know, whatever job I moved up into, my whole philosophy was just like, hey, I'm just going to be a grinder. I am going to outwork everyone until I'm forced to get rewarded, right? So if I'm at a job, I'm going to be the hardest worker there where you say, hey, I've got to hire this guy because no one has a motor uh, bigger than his. Um, whether it's uh, in school and, and you want to get something something done, I just work hard at it, work hard at it, do the work, do the work, right? And you get your grades. Sports, just the hardest working person on the field where the coach has no choice but to play you. Um, that's kind of my one trick move into being successful. And, and I carried that going into trading as well, right? Everything in my life, I just figured out by working. I work, I fail, I work, I fail, I work, I fail, and I, I keep grinding at it until it eventually gives. And I thought trading would be the same way. Um, because it, it, it happened that way in the stock market for me, honestly. And again, looking back on the stock market, um, I was fortunate to involve myself in a time very similar to now. Right, I, I got started in stocks right before, right at um, the 2000, uh, 2000, I guess technically the 2009 recession, but it did start a little bit before that. Um, so I got involved in a, a period in time where basically if, if you were just in the right direction with any the majority of stocks out there, you're going to make a lot of money. Um, so I, I learned about it from grinding, right? I just, I, I read as much as I could. I sponge as much as I could off my mentor. I, I stayed in his office for hours, just listening to his conversations, never talking, just watching his meetings. I rode around town with him, picking his mind. I just did this day after day after day, reading and listening and reading and listening and reading and listening um, until I eventually got it. Again, I just had a, a motor that was incredible. And I had a very successful time trading stocks. So successful that I thought going to Forex, right? Because I wanted to make, someone told me that Forex, you can make more money quicker with less. So I said, hey, you know, I'm great at stocks. I'll just be even better at Forex and make even more money. And I thought I can carry that over. Um, so when, when I first got started in the Forex market, I, I did the same thing. I did the exact same thing. It, it was different for me. Uh, stocks was more fundamental based, I guess if you can call it that way. Um, when I went into Forex trading, I, I took a technical approach and I knew nothing about technical analysis. The only type of chart I've seen in my lifetime was a line chart. So these little candlestick things were brand new to me. Um, but I said, hey, you know, up to this point in my life, right, my 20, 21 years of being in this life, 22 years, um, I'll just grind it out. 
So I did the same thing I always did. I, I read a lot. I watched videos. I watched movies or, or we bought DVDs, um, um, looked at a chart, practice, 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 and grinded it out. But the difference was this time, you know, it, it worked in the beginning, right? And the learning curve is is very big in the beginning. I know this is audio only, so you have to use your imagination. But if you think about a curve of, of any type of improvement, right, where does the most improvement happen, right? Or the most slash the fastest improvement happen? It happens at the beginning, right? If I'm going from knowing absolutely nothing to something at the very beginning, I'm going to be making a lot of improvements because I'm coming from such a, a, a low starting place. Um, but eventually what happens is I started to plateau, right? I, I knew all the bases, I understood all the basics, but I couldn't really convert it into anything profitable. So I knew a lot of information, um, but eventually it just halted. And I got stuck there for a very long time. And this was the first time really in my life that working hard wasn't enough. I, I, I worked hard, but because I wasn't learning the right things or, or, or following through, working hard on the right stuff, I didn't really see a result and it was kind of a weird situation right very very similar to Bamani where he said he didn't like he was kind of like being punched in the face it was shell-shocked um I, I I didn't really know what to do and we'll flip back to Bamani's speech real quick and, and after he kind of failed at his PhD he went back into kind of finding random jobs he was a, a freelance writer he did some radio stuff and you know he happened to, you know, when he got started in the radio, there happened to be this consultant in there that was working with the other radio personalities. And the consultant was talking about different ways to do things, how to improve. Hey, here's how you should come back from break. Here's how you should tease before break. All the things, you know, here's how you should set up a, an ad promotion. All the things that are going to make you better at your job. And he said most of the other radio personalities that have been there for years, they weren't really paying attention. But because he never had any education or schooling, on this type of stuff, he was all ears. He was at a point where he was like, hey, like I, you know, I was on a one year contract. I want to make it to year two. I should probably learn some of this stuff because the, the days of him just kind of writing and doing whatever he wanted to do, it wasn't working the same way. And one of his biggest fears um, was in following kind of protocol, following the way that someone says you're supposed to do something is that he really feared discipline. And I think we're all kind of similar in this, right? Because we, when we think of discipline, we think of discipline as being kind of the, the enemy of creativity, right? If you're, you're disciplined, you're structured, right? You're following things by the rule book. It doesn't allow you to be creative. And we know that creativity is something that a lot of our egos enjoy. We like the ability to do kind of what we want, how we want to do it, because we feel like we will get the best out of it, right? Trading is the same way. I can't tell you how many times I've ran into traders, including some very good close friends of mine, who refuse to follow strategies that have been proven to be successful, right? There are strategies that have been tested, verified, uh, verified and, and are easily repeatable, but they refuse to follow them because they're not their own, right? They value, instead of having something that works, saying, hey, these are the steps to make profit, you must follow it in this order, instead of doing something like that, they value the creativity part of it because it feeds the ego. Like, no, 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 no. I know that strategy works and make millions and millions of dollars, but I want to create something of my own, right? And I don't want to say it's stupid um, because I've been there. <laughs> I've been on the ego train before. I, I think, you know, we take a lot of pride in doing something that we create. It's like, you know, the difference between, and we're, we're still kind of uh, in the pandemic 2020, right? 
and a lot of people are at home building things, right? Um, you take much more pride when you build something or you fix something around the house than when you pay someone to do it. However, that's not always the right decision. Take it from someone who has tried to build many things. I did have success building a, a raised garden this year, so give me some props for that. But I've tried to do things around the house and I've, I've made it worse, or it's taken me a massive amount of time, where it's taken me like, um, hey, it's taken me three weeks to lay this floor down because I keep mismeasuring stuff and messing things up. Um, that's not necessarily, you know, yes, I would feel good about doing it myself when I'm done. But if I can hire someone to do it in one day, it's much more productive. And we have to kind of find that balance between what are we more concerned about? Is it just getting the result in the most efficient way or is it doing it ourselves? And real quickly, going back to kind of the entrepreneur type of um, situation, this is the biggest difference between why it's hard to go from self-employed to business owner, right? If, if you guys have ever read Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow quadrant book, he talks about four quadrants. Imagine a big X on your screen with like four squares. On the left-hand side is you're an employee, you work for someone else, or you're self-employed. On the right-hand side is you're an investor or you're a business owner. And you know, up until that point, I thought self-employed was a very positive thing. I took a lot of pride in being self-employed. Yeah, you know, I have my own thing, I run my own job, and you know, no one controls me, a big boss man in this thing, right? Um, but that book made me realize that self-employed is just, it's just really a, a glorified version of being an employee. I'm still an employee. I'm just an employee to myself. Now, don't get me wrong. It's better. It's better because I can answer to myself, but I still have to put in the same amount of work. Being an investor or a business owner is different because now you can have the work done um, without you necessarily being hands-on. But at the same time, it takes giving up control. If you're a business owner, you have to hire employees, right? Your employees are now responsible for doing whatever you have them doing, where in the past, that was probably something that you were doing. And it's very hard to give up that control from not just a trust perspective, but from an ego perspective as well, right? It, it takes a lot of pride. It, you probably get more pride in saying, hey, yeah, you know what? I did this myself versus saying, hey, yeah, I had someone do this for me. Um, and, and that's the same thing with kind of discipline and, and, and creativity and, and either following a strategy that works or uh, creating something or attempting to create something of your own. Um, so we talked a lot about that, about how discipline was the enemy of creativity. However, in this specific point of his life where he was kind of fighting for his career and didn't really know much, this was the first time where he kind of accepted the discipline of, of learning. And, and, and what happened was he eventually got better. And he realized something, right? He, he said that every time there is something that people have been doing forever that works, there is a reason that they've been doing it forever, right? It's because it works. Very rarely are you going to see someone come up with something brand new that's unthought of. And, and we say this in trading a lot too, right? There's no real new magic system or strategy, right? Yeah, someone may put a tweak on something or, or, or do something a slightly different way. And every once in a while, maybe there's a new finding. But in general, right? The same things that have worked decades ago are working now. Now, for you guys that follow me in the live room or see my videos, right, I do a lot of classic chart patterns, right? Your double tops, head and shoulders, stuff like that, right? Even advanced pattern formations to an extent, right? Those things have been working for a very, very long time, even before there are actually physical charts to look at, right? So it's been working for the same time or this long time. Why do I have to find something different? And he said that when he learned this this discipline, right? Although that you know he, I guess that 
where he went in thinking that all these things would stop him from being creative, what it actually did was it unlocked his ability to be more creative, right? And it's for the first time he realized that um, he needed structure, he needed that approach to really become the best person that he can. And from a trading perspective, it's the same way. And I look at how we teach traders how to trade. We always start off with a very disciplined approach, right? It's you learn the very basics. You learn the foundational elements of how price moves, what a price chart looks like, all that fun stuff. We don't talk about strategies really until you've gone through uh, two full, three full courses. And then that's loads and loads and loads of modules. So you can think you, you may go through a month or two of learning before you actually learn a strategy because we're just teaching you the protocol, we're teaching you the process, we're, we're teaching you the discipline of how you need to approach the market, whether it's how you think about trading and what you believe um, is a, can be a result of your hard work to the actual technicals of what you're doing on the price chart and how you're doing it. We're giving you all that discipline at first. Learn it this way, do not deviate, right? And then what happens is, once you have those principles, once you have those foundational elements learned, it unlocks endless capabilities. You can take that basic information and you can use it to create whatever you want. You can create trend trading systems, counter trend trading systems, structure trading systems, moving average trading systems, mechanical systems, fully automated systems. Um, you can use it in your fundamental, uh, fundamental, right? Fundamental systems. It's amazing how much freedom you have after you've learned the right way. And this is you know, kind of what we preach on the platform: is that yeah, we're going to teach you strategies. That's that's fine. We'll teach you strategies that work. But what we encourage that every trader does, because every person is different, you take those strategies, you take what we've taught you previously to learning those strategies, and you make it your own. You learn how to do your own tweaks. You learn how to, hey, you know, I have a full-time job so that I can only look at a chart once a day. Boom, now you can adjust a said strategy to your lifestyle. Or, hey, I wanna be more active during this time or in this market. Boom, you take all that stuff and you adjust it to your lifestyle. You take something that, that works, you take something that is basically following that discipline, and now that you have that discipline, that process kind of mastered, now you can unlock your creativity into using it. And even in my personal journey, when I, when I first started really kind of revamping my trading career, I was extremely disciplined. I was ex extremely disciplined. I was extremely conservative as a trader. I needed, you know, all of the stars and the moons to align um, for me to take a trade. I needed, I was, I needed a very set thing, a very set specific thing uh, to happen on my chart in order for me to enter a trade. And I needed that at first because I was all over the place. I, I was everywhere. And because I was everywhere, I was nowhere. And I was nowhere losing money really, really quickly, right? Blowing money fast, but not in the, the cool way that you hear about in the in, in, in the rap songs, right? I was blowing money fast in real life and it wasn't fun. Um, but so when I started over and I got discipline, it gave me structure, right? It gave me a foundation to work for, work from. And as I've evolved in my trading over the years, and, and this is, uh, you know, this is probably 10 years ago when I was trading kind of this very strict disciplined way, you look at how I trade now and a lot of people say, Akil, your trading style has changed and it, it hasn't really changed. I've just unlocked my freedom. I have the ability to take many different trades in many different ways, right? Whether it's aggressive to conservative, but it all stems from kind of the same plant. 
It all stems from the same foundational set of rules, but now I'm able to get create, uh, creative and attack things different ways. So I may have a setup on a chart and, and where in the past I needed one specific thing to happen in order for me to take that trade. And we all know that in trading, how often does that one specific thing happen? Not too much. Now you fast forward, right? I'm looking at the same setup, but I, although I may prefer one specific thing to happen, if that specific thing doesn't happen, I can move on to approach B. I can move on to approach C. If the market doesn't go past that direction, I can move on to approach D. I, I've become creative in the sense that I have many ways to attack the same setup and different ways to involve myself in a good trade. Because at the end of the day, good trades don't come too often, right? So when they come, we want to take advantage of them. But I would have never gotten to this point if I didn't have that discipline, I didn't have that structure, if I didn't have that coach to kind of sit me down, slap me in the face, realize that what I was doing was wrong and I didn't know as much as I thought I knew and that it was going to take work to get to that point and not just work, but deliberate, consistent work in the right direction to get to that point where I'm at now. And I never, I never thought I would get here. I never, I, I thought I'd be very, very robotic. I am robotic, but very kind of one trick pony. I never thought that that creativity would end up being unlocked because my coach was very, very strict, ex-military, right? Jason Stapleton, Todd Brown, very, very, very strict and rules-based. But what I've been able to do, and, and this is kind of my twist that I've thrown on things based on my personality, I've been able to take that rules-based approach that they taught me and blend it with having the ability to be creative so you can kind of have the best of both worlds and i'm telling you it opens up a brand new world so i would say this right don't let your ego right <laughs> don't let your ego hold you back i know we all want to feed it but um having that ego don't let it stop you from taking the path of what works don't let it stop you from doing what needs to be done and i'll end with a quote from bomani he said the worst thing right the worst thing you can have um, or worse than that can happen is having the ego that you have trump the capabilities that you have. And what I took from that mean, means that don't let your selfishness stop you from reaching your full potential. Put your ego to the side, accept that you need help, you need structure, you, you need kind of a direction to move in. And then once you accept that and once you work through it on the back end of that, your ego is going to be allowed to be let back into the picture, but it's going to be done done in a very disciplined, a very structured way. And that's just going to allow you to unlock all of the potential that you have. And it's just amazing. That's all I can say.